This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April's Fool Day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jake Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's gone! Jake Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson, and he scores! On the last play of the game! Unbelievable! And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient, and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Moneybags himself, looking at his checks across from me, Mr. Steve Sell. <laughs> you look like a man that's just been paid. I needed to be paid. <laughs> I was scraping the bottom of the barrel. Didn't here, know where my next meal was coming from. Here in about 33 minutes, Steve is going to finish up the show and sprint to the bank, deposit these checks, and go make all of his purchases. I think he's got to buy some milk from Brahms. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. What about some Stouffer's lasagna oh, from yeah. Dylan's? Oh, yeah. I, I got you figured out, Steve. Oh, yeah. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I got rested up, played some golf. Of course, it worked, you know, both days, but, you know, I work every day. That's right. Well, it was a weird weekend for me, and mainly that was because we didn't have a premier sporting event this weekend. Was that – did it feel weird to yeah, you, it just, too? Yeah, it just seemed – it was like a letdown weekend. It was weird. There was no Masters. There was no... NCAA tournament. Right. It's there the, were NBA playoff games, and I watched a bunch of them. I did, too. But, but they didn't feel like big-time games. They're all like game four of a 2-1 series. And you know how I feel about the NBA. That tells you what kind of how desperate I was for <laughs> entertainment. But it was a good weekend. It was another weird weekend because I didn't do anything on Saturday. I have my big TV stand that has all sorts of cables and wires running behind it. And the most productive thing I did all weekend was take everything out of this stand, PlayStation, TV, Wi-Fi, another TV. I got two TVs because I got to watch two games at the same time. Sure. I cleaned it all out, got all the bugs from back behind the TV stand, rewired everything, and that was the most productive thing I did on Saturday. That and the 15-step walk from my bed to my recliner. Yeah. So a pretty busy well, I Saturday. Down, I came down on Saturday and people were banging on the window. I didn't answer. Got to get those. <laughs> you just ignored them. They're I trying finally, to get their garage sale sheets. Yeah. They, even though the garage sale sheet is right there on the door, all you got to do is read it. The printer was not functioning, so we couldn't run printouts. But if you just go to the website or just, we had it posted on the door where all the garage sales were, but... Uh, People were beating on the door. Almost, I thought the glass was going to break. They're going to your back wall. You don't have a, a window. I don't have a window. So people were just banging on the wall and said, I know you're in there. Yeah. Well, I made sure and parked far away. <laughs> Two could play this. Steve thing. Sell, the people person. <laughs> Steve, 
I have a couple of things I want to talk about today, a lot of them being very important after lots of intense time to think over the weekend. I've got some insightful ideas for us to dive into. Number one, one of them will be the NBA draft process and why they do it the way they do it. I know that you were mentioning Yudoka Azubuki for the Kansas Jayhawks, and I want to dive into what happened with him last night and what will happen going forward. I also want to talk about a situation that is a little closer to me as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and that is what's been happening with Russell Westbrook and his relationship with Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman. Have you followed that a little bit? I haven't followed that at all. We'll dive into that a and little bit. I grew bit. up reading Barry Trammell has been around a long time because... 37 years. I read him when I was in college. But so. the first thing is, Steve, okay. a commercial came out this morning. Really? Very important commercial. Okay. The star of it, it's NFL draft themed. The star of it is Patrick Mahomes. Have you seen it? Haven't seen it. Are you familiar with his favorite condiment? Heinz. No. Oh. You're right that it's ketchup. It's not Heinz? No, name me another one. Uh, also starts with an H. God, I don't know. Heinz is the only one I know. Hunts. Hunts. Yeah, obviously, I never bought Hunts. So. Well, maybe he can convince you that with this new commercial. The all-time favorite condiment draft is about to begin, folks, and here's Patrick now with the first selection. <gasps> I knew it. I'm shooting Hunt's ketchup. Hunt's best ever ketchup is the number one overall selection. The MVP makes Hunt's best ever his MVC. Most valuable condiment. Nice. Pretty. That's a pretty nifty commercial. It's. It looks a little bit better when you're watching it, but yeah. does, that, does that make you want to go out and get a big bottle of ketchup? No. It doesn't give you any inclination to do that? No. Are you a condiment guy? I put it on my hot dogs. Ketchup? Yeah. What else do you put ketchup on? Your fries? Fries, yeah. Burger? No. Chicken? No. So you don't you're not a big ketchup guy, apparently. No. no. What about like steak sauce? You a steak sauce guy? Don't eat steak. Why not? Don't like it. Okay. Take give me a good old burger anytime. Mustard? Oh yeah. Barbecue sauce. No, no I figured you're not you're not no. a barbecue fan. I'm a I'm a I am a uh mustard ketchup pickles guy. Okay. No onions. So Steve, you've you and I have made the comment a couple of times about Patrick Mahomes and the amount of endorsements that he's got going for him now. I know that you're a little bit worried about it, but the most important question is, if you were picking an endorsement for you, what would you like it to be? That you get to be the brand ambassador? Titleist. Okay, let's say something that's not golf-related to where you just get free (laughs) golf balls. Can you think of anything else that you'd like to be the spokesman for? Corvette. Ooh, I think you could be a Corvette guy. What would be your go-to ad how, how would you go about it how would i go about an ad yeah what, what what kind of ad do you think off the top of your head do you think you could put together corvette there is no substitute hi i'm steve sell you want to know what i love to do i love to get in my car put the top down and drive a corvette <laughs> i like it smoky red just like the bullpups there you go i think you could come up with something oh, sure. what do you think would be a good thing for me to endorse for you to endorse yeah I don't know. That's a good question. Um, trying to think. I, I'm not prepared, so I, I just don't know. What, what would you What would you like to endorse? Well, what are some things that I like to do, and what are some things tennis? that... Tennis? Well, I'm not a very good tennis player. I yeah, think they you, would pick a lot of other people besides me. I'm more of a, a head racket guy, yeah. the brand head. Yeah. I like them. I like pen for the balls. Yeah. 
Other than that, maybe I could be a Titleist rep, too. I think they would pick a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. Maybe they could pick me for Subway. I do like Subway. If I did Titleist, they could say, ball striking is everything. That's true. The little snap hook, it's everything. That's right. Steve, I'm sorry that I had to put you through that. Oh, that was grueling. But I think you can feel better about your endorsements because of Patrick Mahomes. One other thing I wanted to get to before we dive into maybe a more serious couple of topics here. It's a slow sports time of the year, as you can probably tell. But they announced this morning that Peyton Manning, former Denver Bronco quarterback, Mm -hmm. former Indianapolis Colt quarterback. Big pitch man. They asked him if he would like to be the color man for Monday Night Football, apparently. And he said no. Jason Witten's place? Right. Because Jason Witten is now a player again. Right. So I believe they had the conversations with Peyton Manning and said, hey, what do we have to do to get you on the broadcast? And it sounds like he gave them a big no. Does that surprise you? No. Do you feel like he should be doing something like that? I like what he does. I think he's fantastic on those, uh, what is it, the Nationwide is on, or what is it, that commercial mm-hmm, he's on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. Chicken on, parm, you taste so good. He, he is so good on those commercials. I mean, the guy's retired. I mean, he doesn't have to do a whole lot of anything. I can remember while Peyton Manning was playing, especially the last couple of years, his final years in Denver, where everybody kind of knew the end was coming, that the conversations were always coming up as, he's going to be the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. That if he wants to go take a job, that he would have the best way to go about it. He'd be a great head coach. And I always thought that was not going to be in his personality. No. It didn't feel like that was what he was meant to do. He's meant more for movies or... You know, like TV, and because he's got an incredible sense of comedic timing, he really does. He is just—I find him hilarious. Saturday Night Live, he was just unbelievable. The times he was on Saturday Night Live. But are you surprised that he has not moved into maybe not an, a straight-up analyst role like we've seen with a Jason Witten or Tony Romo? Maybe not that exact role in game. But what about like a studio host? I just, what about CBS with their know, studio programs? You've played football your whole life. You kind of want to get away from it. And I got a feeling he just kind of wants to get away from it. And part of it, I think, we have seen him in a lot of games watching Eli and the Giants. I think he's been keeping up with him pretty well because, let's face it, Eli's time should have been up about three years ago and they continue to give him a job. But I think maybe when Eli is done playing that we could see Peyton make a move. So how old are we saying Peyton Manning is, 45? Five, probably 44, 45, somewhere probably. in that range. Yeah. How old is Tony Romo? A little younger, probably 38. Yeah, 38. I just think Peyton Manning would be a really good in-game analyst. Oh, I think yeah. he would do a really good job as a color commentator. But I think, so you're familiar with the NBA on TNT sure. show, Inside the NBA with Shaq and Charles Barkley and Kenny er- the Jet Smith DJ, yeah. and Ernie Johnson. I like that show. I think Peyton Manning would be really good on a show like that, where he can offer a lot of insight, but that also at the same time, it's a funny show. He gets to show some of that comedic timing. That's what Charles Barkley does on that TNT show, because he is a court jester. I could see Peyton Manning, Randy Moss, and then maybe one other person who's a little more serious, but could be funny, doing a show like that. Couldn't you? Randy Moss, I think he's about as serious as they come. He's no, a, Randy's funny. Is he? Randy's funny. I guess I haven't watched. You just got mossed! Oh, he says okay. that a lot. Okay. But I think 
that type of a role would be perfect for Peyton Manning. And what maybe Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal would tell you is, it's not the easiest job because you have yeah. to work a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of days of work. Yeah. But I feel like the stock of Charles Barkley, Shaq, Kenny Smith, has never been better than it is right now because yeah. they are in the public eye. Where I don't hear anybody talking about Peyton Manning very often. He doesn't do that much as in the public eye, and maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe he wants to be away for a while. But don't you think if Tony Romo can make as much money as he's apparently making, and I think I've seen reports that he could be one of the first eight-figure broadcasters wow. that are that are analysts, what do you think the price would be for Peyton Manning? I oh, think it'd I be way higher. Yeah. Tony Romo's great, though. I didn't. I was a big-time detractor at first. I know you were. But, boy... He really grew on me, and then when he was basically calling plays before they happened, I mean, that that impressed me. And once he got over his rookie jitters, I guess you could say, he is a really good analyst. And Steve, you could probably speak to this, that color commentary is not easy. No. Now, let's say if we were putting you out on the broadcast as a golf analyst, I think you would do a really good job of analyzing, especially if they were having the Masters at Turkey Creek. Yeah. And you could go out there and you could be the analyst and say, now here on number three, it's really good to play a little draw on this on this mm-hmm. hole because it can roll up the green. Yeah. I-, I think if you were an expert, I think you would do a really good job on it. But your role on our broadcast is not as the analyzing X's and O experts. I'm, I'm more of a historian. Right, that you know about the history. You, you've seen all these kids play since they were in the third grade and they were playing those games. You know what these teams like to do. You've seen McPherson play Bueller 300 times and you can remember all these matchups. And it, I'm not saying that you don't know any X's and O's, which you do, but that's not your job. You're not supposed to, whenever they're playing a game and there's an out route, they go, oh, he cut his break a little bit too early and that cornerback, he jumped it. He thought they were in his own defense. Yeah. That's not your job. Your job is to sort of show signs of the game, how the game is trending. That's more of yeah. your job and the way yeah. you execute it. I have it. never claimed to be an ex, no, an ex expert on anything. But I think you are pretty good at it, but that's not Tony Romo's job either. He is supposed to be the X's and O's right. guy exactly. instead of the historian and the trends. That's more of... What Jim Nance does, yeah, play by play and plus saying, "Oh, I can remember." Hello, friends, back in 1997, <laughs> that he just slips that in all the time. Oh, but yeah. no Peyton Manning for Monday Night Football. Are you upset? No, but Jason Witten was just like <laughs> watching paint dry. He was about robot. A, he was a vanilla. He was he was not good. And Booger McFarlane, I mean that weird thing where they had him down on the field in some revolving chair that would go up and down the <laughs> sidelines. I, I just found that whole thing very strange and. Tessator, the play-by-play guy, he's a boxing guy. He, you know, I don't know why they had him on. I just think that whole unit needs to be overhauled. Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, we've got a couple of more serious conversations to have. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12:30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. What was that? Well, I thought it was going to be blinded by the light as in wrapped up like a deuce in the middle of the night. Yeah. And it was a different blinded by the light. So I was a little bit blinded by the song. <laughs> Steve, I wanted to dive into this conversation today about the NBA draft and the process of declaring for the NBA draft and all that has been going on behind the scenes with that and the new rules that have been in place for the last year or two. So the big storyline for University of Kansas basketball fans today and yesterday was trying to figure out what the big man, Yudoka Azabuki, was going to do because as of midnight last night or 11 p.m. Central, whatever the time was, similar to the draft or the trade deadline, there's a deadline to when you can declare for the NBA draft. And it was last night. And a majority of the Kansas basketball team and a couple of the K-State guys as well, they declared early and you have this window to talk to an agent, go to some combines, figure out where your draft stock could be and then until the end of May is about when this deadline is, and then the draft will come up over the summer. But you have until the middle to the end of May, there's a, a date there that I don't know exactly what it is, to decide whether you want to continue with this process and become a professional, whether that is going through the NBA draft or becoming a professional and going overseas somewhere and doing whatever you want, or going back to college. And Yudoka Azabuki is another one of those fringe guys similar to Devon Dotson, Quentin Grimes, on this KU team, that they could be a question mark and whether they are back next year. And Yudoka Azubuki was the last one to make a decision. And a lot of these guys will make this decision public. They'll get on their Twitter or Instagram and come tell the world, I'm declaring for the NBA draft. Maybe I'll be back. Maybe I won't. But he hadn't posted anything. Right. And so, Steve, I'm sure you've been monitoring all the KU chat rooms and trying to figure out what they're going to do. Because there was no public announcement made, and there were a lot of people kind of questioning this system, what's your takeaway from following this whole scenario yesterday and into today? Well, it's really weird that Bill Self doesn't even know. Right. And the way it looks now, he did not declare. So he is not eligible for the NBA draft. My feeling, Now, he could still go and leave and go to Europe or that, Bangladesh okay, or wherever. My feeling. my feeling is he knows that if he declared for the draft, he would he wouldn't play and he'd be in the G League. So my feeling is he's going to go overseas because I don't think he's going to come back. I just do not think he's going to come back. Um, he's been there three years. Um, he's been hurt every year. If he comes back, gets hurt again, it's just another year. But as a bookie is a physical specimen from the standpoint he's large. He's two hundred. Well, he's probably over three hundred now because. He hasn't been playing much, so my guess is he's gained a bunch of weight. And, you know, he works with Andrea Hootie, who's like the top strength and conditioning coach in the country. But we don't really know what he can do other than dunk. We also know that he can't play more than about four minutes without being gassed. So he can't shoot anything outside of two feet. It's a dunk or nothing. He can't shoot free throws. But he's a really good college player because – And a good defender. And a good defender. He's real long. But my feeling is he's not going to come back and he's going to go he's going to go over and go overseas for a couple years, make some money, try to get better. And if he doesn't get any better, he'll just stay overseas and have a career over there. Here's another question for you, Steve. How have you liked the new draft procedures 
for college basketball. I like it. And for those of you that don't really remember this, there used to be a rule that if you declare for the NBA draft, there's no turning back. Right, that's it. You declare, you're gone. Right. You cannot return at that moment. You're signing an agent, and you are becoming non-amateur anymore. Right. And so they have changed these rules to where you can declare for the NBA draft, go test the waters is the phrase that they use right, a lot. like Xavier Sneed is. Go and see what your market value could be. Because if you are a fringe first-round pick, you might sit around and go, oh, how can I get this first-round money? Or if you're going to be the 40th pick in the draft, you might come back for a year, see how your draft stock can go up. But if maybe you think you are the 20th pick coming up just outside of the lottery... How can I get myself into the lottery? You might come back. You might not. So you're allowed to test these waters because there were a lot of players that declared for the NBA draft, found out after about a week that they are not going to get drafted right. and that they were kind of left out to dry. Well, I like the rules. How they, They're doing everything they can to make it so the player has a pretty good feeling if he's going to be where he's going to go or if he's going to go. Now, remember... And now I believe you can sign an agent. Yeah, I think this is the first in, year where you can you, sign an if agent. If you get drafted in the first round, though, you are guaranteed three years of income. When, yeah, and it's guaranteed money. Guar- that's what I'm saying. Guaranteed. If you get picked in the second round, you're not guaranteed squadouche. Right. So, um, as a bookie is not a top... What is there, 30 teams in the league? Is that what there is? I don't know, 32. 30 or 32. 30 or 32. 30. He's not one of the top 32. Say he's 32. He's not one of the top 32 guys. There's no way in the world. So I I like the rules. I like that they're changing things up. And this doesn't have anything to do with the one and done either because this would happen whether they're there right. or not. And you and I have had the one and done conversation about letting guys go out yeah. of high school. And I guess if you were allowed to go out of high school, the same rule would apply. So let's say I was the number one recruit in the country, I'm going to Kansas. And then once I graduate at about this time of year, I go, well, I'm going to declare for the NBA draft, see how it goes. And if I don't like my value, then I'm going to go to Kansas. I think the same thing would work there yeah. coming out of high school and you look as well. At K- and you look at KU, it sounds like Devon Dodson basically just put his name in there. He It doesn't sound like he really has any intentions. Well, Coach of- Calipari at Kentucky has told all of his guys, declare. See what yeah. your value is. Yeah. Go test the waters. Yeah. I'll welcome you Grimes, back anytime. Quentin Grimes to he's me. He's going to go, Steve. Yeah, he's going to go. Even He's getting some really bad advice. I, I, mean, don't, I don't know if it's bad advice, though, because what does he get out of coming back to Kansas and potentially not playing well again? His draft stock could go down. I, I think his draft stock would have been at its highest. Last coming year, out coming school. out of high school. Oh, yeah, because he was the eighth-ranked player in the country. But I think it could continue to go down. And that at this moment, the argument can still be made, oh, he's not a college guy, he's a pro player, just just get him to the pros. But if he has another stinker year and he was bad at KU, he was not good. then his draft stock could be completely gone. I, I think he's got to go. Yeah. I think he's got to go. What does he get from coming back and taking all the heat again? Well, play better. Play better and your stock could be a lottery pick. But I felt that way about... He could have been a lottery pick. Who, who was the guy in 2015... Left-handed guy, plays for the Wizards. Oubre. Kelly Oubre. He and Quentin Grimes, to me, feel very similar. That maybe you were left wanting more while he was in college, but that 
his game is more tailored for the NBA. Does that make sense? Yeah, but Kelly Oubre was an athlete. He was a tremendous athlete. No, Quentin Grimes is still a pretty good athlete. Uh, he doesn't have the explosiveness, though. Maybe not of Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Kelly Oubre was explosive. But I wasn't expecting anything out of him in the pros, and he's yeah. been a pretty good pro player. The, I think he's with the Suns maybe now. Or Wherever he is. Yeah. Steve, let's take one more break. I want to talk about one more thing before we come back, or before we end the show today. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You are listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, this might be a conversation that we have to move into tomorrow's show because, number one, we don't have a ton of things to talk about, but number two, we're running out of time here today. So I've been following along with this situation with my Oklahoma City Thunder and one of my favorite players in the NBA, Mr. Russell Westbrook. So you haven't seen anything about his, we'll call it beef, feud with Barry Tramble, the the Oklahoman. No. Well, it's been this long, ongoing thing with the Oklahoma City Thunder players, with their press corps, the way that they handle everything, and the Oklahoma City media. And it has been very weird because during the postseason, they always have press conferences while during the regular season, they just go into the locker room and you've, you've seen it on TV. Sure. Well, Russell Westbrook does not answer any questions that Barry Trammell asks him. Okay. And it's been joked about throughout the NBA a lot of this year, but it's really heated up recently because it's become more of a public thing. We're seeing it happen more. And my question is for you, do you think players have to answer to the media all the time? Do you think that's a part of their job? Do you think part of it is outdated and that they shouldn't have to if they don't want to? How do you feel about this as a big-time capital J journalist that you are? (laughs) I don't know if I'm a capital J journalist, but I I think it's, you know, when, when you get paid as much as they do, I think you should be obligated to talk to the press. Now, have you seen the movie Bull Durham, Steve? Oh, yeah. Whenever they get the advice to the, the young kid, LaDouche or whatever his Le- name is. Nicky uh, Nicky LaDouche. LaDouche, yeah. Well, he says, you know, get good and comfortable with your with your just go-to sayings. Oh, right. we, we got to really put our nose down and work. Take it one game at a time. Take it one game at a time. Yeah, it's all about the team, yeah. So do you think that it would be better if Russell Westbrook just came out and said, we're just really going to play this one game at a time, and I'm really working hard, and we're going to continue to put our nose to the grindstone. Or would you rather him sit in there and not answer? Which one would you rather have? I just do. You, do you think this is doing any good? It's similar to the Marshawn Lynch situation. Yeah. Well, it's not a couple really, years ago. If he's just going to give canned answers. It's really not doing any good. So, but I think the NBA. That's where the NBA steps in and says, "Hey, you got to answer." You know, just don't give canned answers. Just, you know, say what's on your mind. I think what he was saying yesterday to Barry Trammell was something along the lines of, oh, it's a good question. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, why did you do this? Oh, it's a good question. I'm not sure. Now, my other question for you, Steve, is do you think that journalists are they deserve the right to be answered these questions? Or do you think the players shouldn't have to deal with people that they don't want to deal with? So let's say Coach Kinneman and I got in a huge fight. Apparently I said something about him on the broadcast and he was not happy. Do you think he should have to come talk to me in the postgame? Or do you think that he should have the ability to say, nah, I, I'm not talking to you? If I, if, or if you ran a story that said, Coach Kinneman's a fool, what a bad decision. Mm. Do you think he should have the ability to say, I'm not talking to you anymore? Well, he probably does. You know, he probably has that right. But uh, I just... What I, about at the bigger level? College, NBA. Yeah, I... I Bill just, Self about Gary Bedore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't know why there should be such a antagonist attitude toward the press. I mean, they're just doing their job. And I think you and I can say from experience that we don't run into very many people that have an agenda yeah. and that they're coming out and saying, I'm going to run this hit piece on Russell Westbrook. I'm going to expose him. I don't think that really happens. And that's kind of the weird thing about this Russell Westbrook and Barry Trammell thing is that there hasn't really been anything that I think has really sparked it. And it's documented that Russell Westbrook just doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah. So I don't really think that there's this sports media agenda that says we're going to come out to get you. I don't really think that happens. No, I don't but think that's so. kind of the way a lot of NBA players have turned their thoughts, and not just NBA players, athletes in general, people in general with news, media. It's weird how that's happened. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, everything's fake news now. and and you know, You're fake news, Steve. Well, I probably am. But, uh, no, it's, it's just a shame because people want to hear what the stars have to say about a game. And when you have a terrible performance like last night and get blown out at home It's like when I shot 89 in golf, I said. you gotta come, I, you got to come meet I gotta the media. Fa- yeah, i got to face the press. I stunk today. Face the music, Steve. That's right. All right, we'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.